What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Vantage Point Podcast, where we bring insight, keys, and perspective to everyday living through the lens of God. I'm your host, Nick, and welcome back. I know there was no episode last week, but we're back on track with the series that we've been in called I'm Still Not Okay. If you haven't heard part one uh, with Miss Yvette Walker that we had on a couple weeks ago, make sure to tune in, check that out. Whether you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'm so glad you're here. And so for week two, we have an amazing guest. I'm going to let her introduce herself, tell you a little bit about who she is and what she does, and then we're going to jump right into week two. So go ahead, Miss Faith, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me as a guest on your show. Um, Thank you for inviting me. So thank you. But as Nick said, my name is Faith Wimberly. I am what I like to say a recruiter by day and a podcaster by night. So um, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister friend, and I'm excited to be here. Awesome. 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 I'm so glad you're here. And so me and Faith kind of go back like we know each other, but we don't know each other. We grew (laughs) up pretty much in the same church, more Mm -hmm. or less. And so just an awesome, awesome time to to reconnect and and see where life has taken us. Um, But in this series, you know, like we talked about for those that are listening, if you've heard the first week, we're looking back at this concept that people are are currently in. Um, we look at 2020, 2021, uh, even in week one, we said, man, 2020 was like that bad taste in your mouth. And then 2021 was like caviar. You either like it or you don't, uh, depending on where you are. And so even with Thanksgiving coming up, there's going to be a lot of mixed emotions about a lot of things. I am like prayerfully hoping that no conversations come up at my table, (laughs) um, because I don't really want to get into all of that this season. I'm just, just thankful and blessed people are getting back together for the holiday because 2020, we didn't get to do that. Yeah. Um, but we still have this feeling, or at least some people do that. You know what? I'm still not okay. Right. After all the things that have happened in the world, the last two years, whether it's COVID election, political, civil unrest, racial tension, all of those things, we're still in this place of, man, I'm still not okay. Trying Mm -hmm. to find rest in Christ, trying to find peace in Christ, trying to find something. And we're putting all of our faith in things, but yet those things aren't producing what we thought they would produce. Uh, and, And so really first question is these last two years, what have they been like for you? And are you okay? That's a great question. So first and foremost, I am okay. Um, I consider myself very blessed to still be here because a lot of people didn't make it through the pandemic outside of just life in general and how terrible things happen to so many people every day. um, That on top of the pandemic, I'm great. I'm blessed to be alive. Okay. So yes, I'm okay. But oh my God. 2020, so scary, just so uncertain, so many uncertainties. Um, Nobody knew what was really going on. So many different theories about what's going on, what happened. So on top of the pandemic, we had Trump in office. And I mean, I know this isn't a show about politics, but him being in office 
on top of everything else, it was just, um, it was a mess. And so I was just praying and on top of a pandemic, there's also a pandemic where our black men and, you know, our black people are being gunned down and killed senselessly in our country. And so, so much of that was going on at the same time. So this, you got a whole big melting pot. You got regular violence that plagues us at every urban community in the U.S. Then add on a whole pandemic that shut the whole world down. Then add on the president that we had in office. And then add all of these young men being killed in a short amount of time. You had George Floyd. You had Ahmaud Arbery. I know I missed, you got um, Breonna Taylor. Like so much happened just in that time frame. And I'm living in Chicago. My daughter's birthday is on May 31st. It was May 31st. And the protests and the civil unrest erupted here. And they shut down all of the streets, all of our neighborhoods because there were crowds and crowds of people basically lighting stuff on fire, vandalizing businesses, downtown, south side, everywhere. It erupted everywhere. So when I tell you I'm blessed to be here, like, oh my God, I know I'm be a long winded, but that's a loaded question. Like 2020 and the past two years, That's like a really loaded question. And in the midst of all of that going on, I'm like, God, where are you? And what do we need to do to find you, to seek you? Like, where have we gone amiss to where we have ended up in this place? It was the most scary time for so many of us, so... I hope that answers your question. I'm sorry I was long. No, 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 no. That was um, pretty much the summary of 2020 right there. Like that was pretty much it. And and there was so much you said. And so I want to kind of go down that list a little bit. But the one thing that stuck out was melting pot, right? Like when you think of like a melting pot, it's all of these things in there and it's boiling, it's brewing. It's eventually, if you don't pay attention to it, it's going to boil over and and so many things like when i think of that 2020 like you you use adjectives scary uncertain unknown we had so many theories we had pandemics we had you know the gunning down of of black men and the killing of black men and women right and and things that seem to have or at least we thought um were we don't have to deal with this it's 2020 why are we dealing with this um But then one of the things that I think came from that is we were left with our own thoughts or our own assessment of what we see because we couldn't come together and talk about it. We had to. And and I think that's where I'm not okay happened. Like I have to deal with what I feel about who's in the White House. I have to deal with. Okay, because we've seen killings of African-American males. We've seen this by police, by other like we've seen it. But George Floyd was a different. It was a different 
feel. It was a different response. And, and I think it's, you know, it's one thing when you see African-Americans protesting and, and saying this thing is something is not right. But when you see other people, like there were so many, and, and I'm not talking about law enforcement, I'm talking about people in general. You had people in business in, in other spheres saying, I need to reassess my bias. I need to look at, because I'm not okay. And I may not have COVID or I may not be dealing with that, but internally I'm left with my own thoughts. And what I see in me is, you know what? My hiring practices were biased and I didn't realize it. Or the way I treat somebody or the way I respond to somebody is not the way it should be. And you also throw out a question, God, where are you? I think if we took a poll of where people were in 2020, that was, I think you even had unbelievers asking, oh my God, what, what is going on? Well, of course, Christians were asking. And then that even goes down another uh, rabbit hole when you look at the Christian community, because there was a very different polar kind of feel from the Christian, from Christians. It was either we're going to have faith that this virus is not going to, that it, you know, do what it does, or we're going to use wisdom and faith, or we're not going to, you know, and it was just this back and forth. And it was like, you even, I, I don't think, and, and I said this to someone, I don't think I've ever in my life seen such division in the country, in the people around me, like-minded people divided. You don't look, and I, I was this, this pastor, I, I watch uh, Bishop Wallace out of Tennessee, and he did this video, and um, he was like, it's so, so much division. People are, you don't love God because you got vaccinated. You don't love me because you did. And you don't love your neighbor because you don't wear a mask. And you don't trust God because you wear one. And it was like, and I think he in the he just said, just shut up. <laughs> like, where do, are we loving each other? Where are we listening to each other? And I think even the political scope and what I think I've seen, what I've not appreciated necessarily, but it has made it so interesting. 2021. It's almost like 2020, but mirrored in a way. There's things that are like slightly different. Like, yes, the president is different, but people still feel some type of way about him. Yeah, they feel some type of way about President Biden. They don't feel the same way they felt about President Trump, but they feel some type of way. Right. And then COVID is not at its height. But then again, is it isn't it like and so people are again, 2021 is an acquired taste. And, 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 you know, it, it's just so much there. And so when you think about that, like left with our thoughts, like what are some things that maybe you've heard or you've said in these last two years where it was like, I had to come to grips with relationships. I had to come to grip with career. I mean, a lot of people lost jobs and had to work from home and had to transition and teach kids from home. There was all this transition. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious where where do you feel a lot of that came from or or where do you, how do people respond to that and how does that relate to them not being okay you know 
I just think like so many things happened, as we said, right? And um, you you brought up something good. You brought up the fact that we were left alone with our thoughts and just with being left alone with your thoughts, you know, if you don't know how to manage your thoughts or if you don't have, you know, the right person to talk to or if you're not strong enough mentally and emotionally and spiritually, you know, that's not always a good thing, depending upon what those thoughts were. And I know for myself, you know, I was so angry and I was so mad a lot of times just at the injustice that was going on and, con- you know, how it's just how it could just continue to happen. And, you know, my personal feel, it was just such a myriad of emotions because I understand why there's a civil unrest, but then we tear up our own communities. You know, it's, you know, that piece of it. Then it's, well, quote unquote, Christians, you know, I wasn't trying to hear much of what they had to say because I'm like, well, let me see y'all take a hard stance on what's going on. If we not talking about being radical and figuring out how to attack and address what is going on in our communities, um, both how we're treated from outsiders and how we treated each other in our communities. It was so much going on. Then people were dying left and right. And so you're praying for people, you're, you know, you're praying to God. I mean, it, it was just so such an insane amount of things going on at the same time. Um, you know, you could have really, some people almost lost their minds. Like, again, because we've never experienced anything like that. And when you, I feel like when you experience that level of uncertainty, you know, you we rolling up to grocery stores and I'm like, wow, there's nothing there. That's correct. For, for modern day America, it was a, taken day by day. And to your point, you said 2021 is an acquired taste. What I left, I left 2020 grateful and I left 2020 saying, I am about to do everything that I set out to do in my life. Life is short. Nothing is promised at all. I'm about to live it all the way up. I'm going hard. And that's what I have been endeavoring to do. And that's what I have been doing. Um, but again, you know, everybody can't say that. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I was writing uh, as you were talking and just I take notes and when I do guest episodes and the right person to talk to, who is that? Because, you know, you go to talk to one person and you call them and, hey, I just called to talk. How you doing? And it's like, oh, oh you're doing worse than me. We can talk later. We 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 can we can you end up helping them when you called for help and then you get off the phone and you still left with yours because it was like, oh, you're dealing with A, B, and C. Let me raise you E, F, and G. You know, because I got that too, but now I'm doing this. And it it takes us into this space. And I, and I love what you said when it came to again a Christian community because you almost and and when we can look at it as you know white evangelicals and and black evangelicals and looking at it in that respect too because it was you know when it came to civil unrest it was like okay we're talking really hard about this on this end 
and we kind of soft peddling the truth on this end. And so are you really for this? Are you really for life? Are you really for equality in these things? And so it, it became a divided community. Like it's one thing to see the world divided, right? We we've seen that before that's somewhat of a natural unfortunately it's it's a natural thing right different cultures different backgrounds but when it came to the the community of christianity you know denominationally yes we see that but then it became we you enter in public health and all these things and and what one thing i've walked away with 2020 is the understanding and resolve that people allow so many things to compromise their Christianity. We let politics compromise it. We let racial problems compromise it. We let um, other lifestyle choices, LGBTQ, com- you know, compromises our Christianity to where we go into the judging and we go into our own opinions and we we forget the lessons of Jesus. We forget the gospel. We forget loving your neighbor. It didn't say you had to like. It didn't say you had to agree with. It said love your neighbor. The Bible says love your neighbor. Neighbor, And that was something I walked away with. And it was almost like this. I wrote it's like restlessness of a generation. There was such a restlessness. We couldn't get comfortable because there was so much going on. One thing after another. And one of the things I remember, and you touched on it, life is short. Like that was another lesson learned. You know, it was one thing when when COVID started and we saw a lot of elderly. Right. And we were like, okay, high, you know, higher risk, older medical health things. And then slowly but surely that age started to come down. We started seeing people our own age or younger, you know, pass from COVID and it became more of a reality. And, and I think no matter who passes away, there's always this almost humility that happens. Perspective starts to happen. The, the, the weight of reality of life happens. And it doesn't matter whether you're Christian. It doesn't matter whether you're you know an atheist or, or whatever you believe. When someone passes there is a reality that it come, that it hits you. And depending on how close the person is to you, the reality hits you harder. That this life isn't forever. And now you compound, and I don't know the number, I think it's over 700,000 lives lost. I think in COVID um, globally, I think. And, you know, then you get into the conspiracy theorists, ah, that number's this and that. The reality is people have lost their lives. That's the reality. We can debate the all the other things. But at the end of the day, as we creep up on Thanksgiving, somebody's going to get to Thursday and their heart is going to be hurting because someone is not there. Whether it's a grandmother, a mother, a sister, a daughter, a son, a father, they're not there. And they're going to say, I'm not okay. This person passed away in July of 2020. 
or last week. And they're not going to be okay. And we would rather throw darts and throw judgments and throw opinions at those people than sympathize, empathize, show compassion. And I think that's where you see the restlessness. That's where we see this confusion and this, I'm still not okay because we, as a nation, as a people, as Christians have, we've lost sight of that. And when I think about that, again, it's a lesson learned. And so I I said this in a series, I think it was the end of 2020, where kind of, it was called perspectives. And we talked about okay, we're leaving 2020. And I've heard people call it the year of hell. Like we're leaving this. Like the roaring 20s of the 2020s is not having it. I'm ready to go. And it was like, well, what if you leave 2020 too fast and you forget the lessons that you were supposed to take in the 2021? And so when I think about that, what are some lessons you talked about one a little bit life is short right and 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 understanding like i gotta go for this i gotta be all i can be i I gotta go i don't have time to waste um but what are some other lessons that that you may have taken away from 2020 that you're putting into practice executing on in 2021 and beyond um something that's health and wealth i shouldn't say health and wealth really health and nutrition working out, um, being very conscious of what you're consuming um, is key. And um, it's it's been important uh, for me for a very, very long time. But I'm going to be real, like when COVID hit, um, I just took it to the next level. Um, I started, I was working out more consistently. And I'm the type of person where um, I always work out in the gym or with a trainer or something. I really didn't care for working out at home that much because I like competing with other people. But I said, no, I'm going to push myself. I started working out at home. Um, I was being very cognizant of what I eat, taking my herbs, my vitamins, my multivitamins, like um, drinking my water. I was not playing about that. And honestly, I think that has helped. I, I, I feel amazing. I have felt amazing I ha- throughout 2020 and 20, up until now, like literally. And um, I just think for African-Americans, that is why we, the COVID has really affected us the way it has because of so many pre-existing conditions we have. And we need to take our lives and the health that God has given us so much more um, important. And, you know, we can't take it for granted. We just can't. And yes, I know people who are healthy, quote unquote, uh, have died of COVID, right? But by and large, in our community, it has been people with underlying conditions or any type of pre-existing conditions that has really, you know, put us in bad shape. And so that's been key. That's, that's key. Um, another thing is, man, taking advantage of, of your loved ones. Like 
all those months we couldn't meet, we couldn't touch, we couldn't hug. And I walked away from that moment just like, again, seize the moment. You don't push things off. Oh, I'll I'll check them out in a few months. No, 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 because we don't know what can happen, right? So um, health is wealth. Um, prioritize your, and, and not only prioritize your physical health, your mental health. I got a therapist. Um, just because I was like, you know, it's something I always promote therapy. And I'm like, I need to get one. Like, I think it will be helpful for me. So it doesn't make you crazy. You're not crazy if you don't, you know, if you, if the only thing, if you want to do more than just pray about something, like that's what these professionals are in place for (laughs) to, to help us through so many things. And so prioritize your mental health, prioritize your spiritual health. I am just speaking personally. I have personally, I've been in a place spiritually where you know, I'm trying to be reignited. I used to be so on fire and so passionate, so super passionate, so on fire. And I'm just not in that place. And so when we prioritize, you know, that physical, that mental, that spiritual, et cetera, you know, And like I've been trying to do, I'm trying to get back to that place, but I'm not going to lie. Like I was having a tough time because I'm just like, God, I know you're real. I I just, I just needed some clear, like help me understand why as a people we're in this place and why I feel like people keep winning on us. Like, what is this? You know, they have been completely calculated and intentional since we got over here about bringing us down and keeping us down. And I just, I'm tired of us losing. I want to see us win. And so it's just a lot of things that I really had to deal with, you know, and pray about, and I'm still dealing with and praying about. So. Yeah. I think that's so good because again, going back to restlessness, like these are things that help and help you get again get out of the funk reignite and you know talking about even the african-american community right and we know we can historically see right and this is not like a a opinion this is factual things that we know historically that have been put in place whether it's systemic racism Overt, I, I like to say overt racism and covert racism. Like it's 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 still racism, right? And, and we see this, but one of the things that I, I I've talked about before is the understanding of how we also hurt ourselves in the African American community, because that is just as detrimental, if not worse, because when you can have and i think about the relationship like the the the, the satan has on us like there's not a whole lot of work he has to do if we're doing all the work ourselves so if he can plant a seed of something and then we take the seed and water it 
and grow it. I'll never do this. I'll, I can't be this because I, because of this and all of this, then you take that into systemic things and things that we deal with. And we know those things, but when we say, you know what, I can't do, I, I don't even need to try to do this because of this. And so kudos to the, the African-American community that realizes that because that there's a, there's a dual understanding. We have to understand and acknowledge the disadvantage, but we also have to understand and acknowledge self-infliction because if we don't get one, we'll get consumed by the other. And, and so when, when we talk about those things, right, it's like taking an event like health, that is something that we ignore consistently. I am guilty as charged as well. We ignore it, right? We, we, we want to do this. We want to eat this. We want to, we don't want to work out. We don't want to do this. We don't want nobody telling us we don't go to the doctor. We don't, we don't do these things. And then when we do go, no, you're just trying to get me to, if the man tell you, you got high blood pressure or the woman tell you, you got high blood pressure, guess what? Maybe you should change something. That's simple. That ain't nobody holding you down. That's stop eating that. We ain't going to say what that is. We just going to say, stop eating that. We'll let you fill in the blank to what you might think that is. <laughs> but there's so many things. And, and, and again, going back to being left with your thoughts. That's what 2020 left us with. Cause I can't hide anymore behind all the things I can't hide behind my friends. I can't hide behind this vanity cause ain't nobody seeing me anyway. So, you know, slowly but surely while people were, my liberties are being taken away. No, we're being stripped away. The things that we use to cover the real issues are being stripped away, you know, success and all these things and people, you know, and so now we get to a place where we really see who we are and, and not just as a people, but as a nation. And I said this in 2020, like the way America looks right now, we're getting probably the best look we've ever gotten at this country in all aspects, because like, I think you said it earlier, we're dealing with something we've never dealt with before in our lifetime. Unless you're like the small percentage of people that were alive in 1918. When, when that pandemic happened, if you wasn't there then, then you have no recollection of what we're doing and dealing with right now, right? Shutting down this nation to this degree. And, and it wasn't just us. It was other countries. I mean, the, the world was literally shut down except for like Sweden. Like that was it. Right. And, and you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't do anything. I mean, you couldn't even go to Walmart past seven o'clock. You couldn't go. You could go to the gas station and your house that was, and work. And that was it. And, and I remember like 2020, I went three places. I went to the house. I went to Walmart and I went to work. And that was pretty much my three for about four months. But at a certain point, we, we have to come to a reality that we have to deal with something in us. And whether that's how you feel about a certain person, how you feel about yourself, what do you need to do health-wise, spiritually? Because you said it like, I used to be, and I think a lot of people were like that. 
And now we have to say pre-COVID for everything. Pre-COVID. Man, I, I, I was so into God pre-COVID. I was, I was working out every day pre-COVID. And now it's post-COVID. And, and so now we're, we're trying to find this, this rest, this peace, this understanding uh, as we move forward. And, and we don't know the official end date of COVID. We don't know, you know, one thing, again, I said it earlier, but we put so much stock on the President Trump and his, and his uh, term and now we're in President Biden's term. And while they're completely different, we still have some trepidation and uncertainty with the one we have now. And so when I think people that were like going out of 2020 or, or even beginning were, oh, we got a new president. It's going to be different. Pandemic's still here. And, and, and really, when you take it a step further, now they're forcing vaccines. Now, it doesn't matter how you feel about it, right? It's a different polarizing topic because before it was they they ain't doing enough. Now it's they doing too much. So it just, the problem just shifted. And, and so now we're still here. We're still in this place where it's like uncertainty, drama, fear, all of those things still exist. They just look different. And, and so even as we 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 kind of get into this space of of shifting right 2021 i'm shifting i'm changing i saw what i saw in 2020 and now those lessons i'm implementing them in 2021 and in a few weeks we're going to be on or not not july december 31st 2021 and i wonder what will people say that day will we have the same feeling December 31st, 2020, because a lot of people I feel like have put the pandemic behind them, so to speak, or they've put something behind them like, okay, this is over now. But what if it's not? And that's the same question I posed in 2020 at New Year's Eve. What if it, I said it this way, what if 2021 for you is worse than 2020? Because the reality is, for some people it was. For some people it was. How do we now go into 2022? And I'm opposed, maybe a loaded question again. But when you think about finding rest in Christ, because we're, we're kind of, a lot of this episode is centering around restlessness. We can sum it up in that word. But where do, how do people, and, and practically, find rest going into this new year because these 20s right now in the in the 2020s whoo they, they off to a bad start let's just be real real so how do you get from oh it's another year here we go this what's what's next right going into it with negativity how can people listening to this on playback or or when it first airs or wherever they're at where do they get that rest and how do they get it? You know, I am a very positive person by nature. Um, I'm not a negative person. My name in a lot of ways, because I 
I have great faith. Have great faith. And so I approach every year the same. God, this year going to be better. I'm speaking my affirmations. I am speaking faith over my life and over my family's life and my loved one's life. I am writing down my vision, whatever that may be for you. I use, honestly, I do this every Monday, but I truly use moving into a whole new year. God, look, we know what happened in 2020. God, look, we even know what happened in 2021. But I declare for myself, for my life, what will be based on the actions I will take to get there. So I'm not just speaking and I'm, I ain't doing that. No, 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 no. Faith without works is dead, right? So I am going to endeavor to be positive, to speak life and hope and abundance in every area of my life and to move forward in the authority God has given us to make a change in whatever way we see fit or desire. So, you know, the restlessness, once you get all all of those desires and hopes and dreams and frustrations, this is what helps me. My journal, prayer, scripture. I'm like, I can do this. I got this. Hope emerges and the light at the end of the tunnel. So that's what I encourage people to do. And and I think that that is, again, when when I think of practical, like these are real things people can do. And, And so I appreciate you sharing that because I think sometimes people want such a complex solution to a complex problem. But in reality, how much of that complex problem can you really solve? Like, think about that. We... You think of a simple problem, I can have a simple solution. But if it's a complex problem, do we really have the capacity to have a complex solution? That's where we turn to prayer. That's where we turn to faith. Because I'm not going to solve the pandemic on my own. I'm just not. Sorry. I can't. I, if I could, I would. But I can't. It's not my, not my scope. I can't stop civil unrest right now. I can't say stop racism. Y'all just stop. Okay. Like it doesn't work that way. And and so I appreciate you, you sharing this. And even as we come to a close of this episode, I want you to two things. I always ask this when I have guests one, let people know where they can connect with you because you said you're a podcaster by night. So let them definitely know where all they can connect And then at the end, we're going to, you know, pray for people. And then we're going to close this thing out. Awesome. Well, you guys can follow me. I'm on LinkedIn, Faith Cornelius Wimberly for any professional connections. As I mentioned, I am a recruiter and um, I'm always looking for some great talent. So um, feel free to connect with me there professionally. Um, But feel free to follow my Instagram uh, page it is faith over everything underscore podcast and uh, Facebook is uh, faith over everything podcast um, and then obviously uh, feel free to check out the shows on Apple Spotify iHeartRadio uh, faith over everything podcast so uh, definitely looking forward to connecting if one would like to 
Awesome, awesome. And then for everyone on this show that's listening, all of those links will be in the description of this episode. So you just have to just click right there. I'll even post on my social medias uh, for Vantage Point Podcast. And I am Nick Ruffin. You'll see those as well. And so before we go out, Faith, if you could just pray for everyone that's listening to this episode and then we'll take this thing home. God, we just praise you for another opportunity to wake up this morning. God, with every day you give us fresh new mercies that we have never seen and or experienced. You give us another opportunity to to be better, to repent, to do right, to make it right, um, and to live out the life that we dream about. So tonight, God, we just thank you for another chance to speak, to gather, Um, to help and discuss ways where we can improve and get better, where we can be truthful about where we have been and where we are, God, and then find and get tools to become better. God, continue to bless Nick and his ministry and his podcast. Every single thing that he touches, God, we ask that you would bless him. Touch every listener, Father God, that you are touching them, God. Encourage them. Give them what they need, whatever they lack, God. You feel them to overflow, oh, Father God, with whatever they may need, God. And we thank you and we praise you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Faith, thank you so much for being a part of Vantage Point. Definitely your first time, won't be your last time uh, being on Vantage Point Podcast. And for everybody that's listening, thank you so much for joining us. And remember, keep seeking insight, keys, and perspective to everyday living. It'll change your world and your life. God bless. Mm